so glad you're with us today. Well, Trainuary was amazing. I'm just going to tell you, if you missed it, you missed out. I hope you will plan on being there for Trainuary 2024. We are already starting to think about what that will look like, so I hope that you will mark it on your calendars to be there at Trainuary 2024. Um, so thankful for all of our guest lecturers and Man, just such great, great content, and I hope that you were able to be there, but if not, I hope that you will avail yourself to that in the future. Also, uh, if you like this podcast, we'd love for you to like and subscribe to it. Uh, you're more than welcome to give it a review. We would love for you to do that. We'd love for that review to be a positive one, and if it's not, shoot me an email, and maybe we can talk about it before you leave a, a negative comment about it, but we would love to hear from you. Uh, you're more than welcome to send me an email uh, at hans at onechtime.com. That's H-A-N is a nice, S at onechtime.com. Would love to hear from you, uh, your ideas, your thoughts, your questions, concerns. Happy to help in any way that I can. Today uh, on our show, we're going to continue our interview with uh, Byron Edens. Uh, this is part two of two, so if you haven't listened to part one, please stop this now and go listen to part one of this interview because it will help you understand where we're at. Uh, so would love for you to, to, to go back and listen to that if you haven't done so already. But we're looking forward to hearing again from Pastor Byron Edens as he talks more about bivocational ministry and how to... Uh, continue learning uh, even in the midst of bivocational ministry. But before we do that, let's go to the Lord together in prayer. Father, I thank you so much for the pastors, for those that listen to this podcast each and every time that it airs. I'm grateful for them. I'm grateful for uh, their appreciation. Uh, but more than that, I'm grateful for their service to you uh, because they, they seek to serve you uh, often in places that uh, just don't have a whole lot of people, a lot of different struggles, a lot of different challenges, and yet, God, you've called us to this ministry, and you said that you would never leave us and never forsake us. And so, Father, we trust in that and pray that you would just bless these uh, wonderful folks that are listening in, um, help them to have a great week this week serving you and in their non-church position, God, I pray that you would bless that as well. And we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. And now, back to our interview with Byron Edens. Um, well, let me ask you this question, because you are obviously a lifelong learner. What? Who do you read? Who do you listen to uh, for, for ministry influence? Um, there, there have been many of, of that I, that I will listen to. Um, sometimes I listen to David Jeremiah. Mm -hmm. uh, many times, um, you know, there are other other folks that I that I have tuned in. Um, I have a friend of mine who has been a lifelong friend, Dr. Tony Crisp. Uh, he is also um, a world renowned renowned scholar and one of our graduates, also of um, Tennessee Temple University. He's been a dear friend, pastor friend, and. Uh, does many trips to Israel, and he has podcasts that he has out there that that I tune into. Um, um, I'm a history nut as well. I enjoy mm -hmm. looking at the history, and uh, he takes um, 
students every year to the Holy Lands, and wow. I've been there myself. And and being able to connect, you know, the the original uh, the original places that Jesus walked. Hmm. And so those are some of the things that you know some of some of my background. I um I um I stick stick with a um, an expository preaching outline in in my church right now. I'm preaching through the Book of Revelation hmm. uh, in a Bible book series, and and the way I set that up, you know, in my studies, um, I, I I've I've got that outline for a year. I always make a you know m- make allowances for for emergencies that are going to take place. Mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, don't over schedule. Right. <laughs> There's always going to be a funeral or something along that line right. that's going to happen. And one of the other things that I encourage pastors to do is to go ahead and go ahead and, and sit down as if you, as if in the next two weeks you had, if you've never done this, if you, if, if, if you're going to ha- just go ahead and sit down and, and, and outline yourself five funerals. Okay. One for an, for an adult in years, one for a baby, one for suicide, one for, for a young adult and one for a complete lost person. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and develop those messages because I'm going to tell you, it's going to be the last minute somebody's going to pass away. Mm-hmm. You don't have messages ready to go. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things we do in the preaching class as well. And um, that, that we we try to develop those, get our students to develop messages that they're going to have to deal with and make sure that when the time comes, um, I know, remember one time I had, I had uh, three funerals in one week. Mm-hmm. And it's hard when you're trying to put everything together at the last minute, but Going back into my repertoire of messages and being able to to pull out what I had studied and prayed over and right. developed as a a good solid message to help um, loved ones during that time and then of course uh, to say, to use a, a another word baptize the message mm. to make sure it fits the person and right. then you know have a skeleton outline. Those are some of the things that that I think are important in Bible vocational ministry. Absolutely, absolutely. So, um, quick question about your sermon schedule. Do you have a Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday night? What's your What's your sermon schedule like there at Elizabeth? At Elizabeth Baptist Church, we only have one. We only have one uh, Sunday morning sermon uh-huh. ser- uh, message, and so I put everything I can into making sure that that is effective. Sure. They, they, before COVID, they did have a Wednesday night service and a Sunday morning. But um, a lot of churches have gone to that because of COVID, or even especially my congregation is um, is up in years. Mm-hmm. We've got we've got a few young people, but not many, and so um, they don't want to come out on a Sunday night, and especially you know during the winter time as well. And so we may be making some changes to that. But I my my schedule is one major message each week, and mm-hmm. I tie the music and everything together to have a a good worship service that we. That we um, that, that we can engage our congregation, and we also do our live broadcast on Facebook, yeah, and the internet, and and all our and on our website as well. Um, so, those are all, um, I believe, a part where you can reach out and, and minister to others. And right. we live in a world today; we have to adapt, uh, Brother Hans. That's right. Um, you know, it's a without that ad- adaptation, um, churches will die. And right. um, and so we have to see what fits our glove. But that's for Elizabeth Baptist Church. That's where we are. And matter of fact, I had had one join the church this past Sunday. Amen. And got another one that um, I counsel with Sunday afternoon. That's going to be joining by baptism this coming Sunday. So Wonderful. God's beginning to open the doors. There. That's right. 
Well, so tell us a little bit about some changes that are going on at Bruton Parker that will impact bivocational pastors and how they can be educated. What, what's what's going on there that you're a part of? Okay. Well, first of all, we uh, we went from having a, a four-year college um, and back made our application in September uh, to go to a what we call in, in SACS accreditation, a level two college is undergraduate degrees. A level three college is accredited for graduate degrees. Mm-hmm. And so we had felt that we needed to, in, in our world that we look at in today, bivocational ministers are trying to get their education. And right. believe me, where it took me all those years to get my education in a 90-hour master's degree, the accreditation standards have changed to where yeah. the norm is a 30 or 48 hour master's degree. Mm-hmm. So we have patterned a master of arts and ministry, a 30 hour degree that covers the major part of old Testament, um, old Testament introduction, new Testament introduction, uh, theology, uh, preaching, evangelism, and these areas that are kind of like the, what I would consider to be the, the minimum that mm-hmm. my vocational ministers or any minister would need to be able to engage their ministry. And let's say you've got a bivocational minister or somebody out there or, or, or who has been trying to get their education and they want to transfer. They've got some credits at another college mm-hmm. and they've got maybe started on a master's degree and didn't get it done. We're, lab- we're able to bring in um, two thirds of other college work into our master of arts in ministry which is the 30-hour master's degree, and then we have another Master of Arts in Biblical and Theological Studies. And then that Master of Arts in Biblical and Theological Studies is a 48-hour degree. And both of these degrees prepare ministers to go in on to a terminal degree. Let me give you a kind of a for instance. Where it took me uh, to get into a Doctor of Ministries degree in New Orleans, I had to have a 90-hour master's degree. I also had to have six more hours of Hebrew and Greek. That's 96 hours. Mm. Then I had to have three years of serving in the ministry before I could be admitted to that DMIN program. Now, uh, because of uh, not only um, um, uh, the, the, the standards that happen in accreditation, but also because of how students are studying, they've reduced the hours of, the, of what you have to have to get a, um, a doctor of ministries degree. I'm just using New Orleans as an mm-hmm. example. Other colleges are the same way. So someone could come to Bruton Parker and do their 30-hour Master of Arts in Ministry. They can make an application immediately after getting that 30-hour degree and go to New Orleans Seminary. And with approvals, they can finish their DMIN in only a 36 hours beyond that. Wow. So they can have a fully accredited master's degree, fully accredited DMIN degree from two different Southern Baptist institutions by going that pattern. Now, let's say that, and you know, the DMIN is the more practical degree, mm-hmm. um, but the PhD is the more is the research degree. If they want to go on and to do some other language work at at um, Root and Parker, and now we call it Temple Baptist Theological Seminary, which is our division for seminary studies, and Dr. Mark Gregory is our dean there, who's also been a friend of mine for many, many years mm-hmm. uh, in the last few years, and we've got to know each other as well, um, but that they can get the Master of Arts in Ministry, those 30 hours, because we only require one-third of the degree to be done at Bruton Parker slash Temple Baptist Theological Seminary. They can take that next step and go on into their Master of Arts in Biblical and Theological Studies, and all the 30 hours fold into the 48, mm-hmm. and then they'll have 
two master's degrees with only 48 hours done. And from that 48 hours, they can go into almost any Ph.D. program uh, in an accredited uh, school in our country. I know that they can go in because that is the accreditation standards. And, and I know in the degree in apologetics in New Orleans, they can take that 48-hour degree and go straight in there. Now, the other degrees have to have other requirements. but mm-hmm. And we have many colleges and Southern Baptist institutions who will accept that. So we're trying to shortcut the opportunity for pastors but not shortcut the education. These courses are solid. We've got a, a great um, display of courses, and, and I'm actually teaching. I'm, I'm professor of record coming up on the bivocational ministry. I'm doing current ministry issues starting in March here at Bruton Parker. Mm-hmm. We'd love to have any of our pastors to come and take that course and be involved and in realizing that, um, you know, that, that we're here to, since we've walked that path, Dr. Eccles and myself and mm-hmm. our dean of our seminary, uh, Dr. Mark Gregory, have all been pastors. And so we see the practical application of having a seminary that is targeted toward practical ministry. Right. And that's our focus. Sure. So um, if somebody wanted more information about these new offerings at Bruton Parker and Temple Baptist uh, Seminary, where would they find that information? www. Uh, temple.bpc.edu so that would be uh, www.temple.bpc.edu okay and that would be the that would be the seminary to go directly to the site there and also we are giving um, we're giving for those who are involved in Southern Baptist churches a um, a discount uh, for taking the, the classes with us as well mm-hmm. as uh, alumni of Bruton Parker College and alumni of Tennessee Temple University, so we give a break there as well, a 20% on, off of tuition uh, for those who, who are from SBC um, churches who are involved in coming to our seminary for those degrees, and uh, and then our main site is www.bpc.edu, mm-hmm. uh, like Bruton Parker College, and then you can look at the link there to go to the to the, to the seminary itself. But either go. one of these. And, in a, and, and then if you can't reach anybody there, for the Hans, they can take my cell number down, 423 308 9652 Everything is everything on these two degrees are done completely online, mm-hmm. uh, and we may we we, we, we will have some future opportunities for the courses to be done, uh, possibly at the campus. But we have felt like that um, by launching this seminary online, it gives us an opportunity to have the flexibility. Now we'll be doing some um, some courses, um, you know, some things and uh, like workshops as well. Uh, like I'm excited about coming to be with you this coming Saturday. That's right. <laughs> We're excited about that too, uh, for you to be at our Trainuary event and excited to hear about what God is, is doing, has done and continues to do through you. And, uh, we're, we're super excited about that. So many great things about February. We celebrate uh, love through Valentine's Day on the 14th. Uh, Of course, the greatest love of all was the love of Jesus Christ, uh, who left his place in heaven and decided to uh, 
dwell among us and then show us greater love by dying on the cross for our sins. Um, what greater love can you expect? What greater love can you can you find than the love of Christ? But there's some other great things that happen in February too. We've got President's Day, and you know what? Just to be selfish, it's my birthday. And so because it's my birthday, I want to give you a gift. Yep, I want to give you a gift. What I'm going to do in the month of February is I am going to reduce the cost of my book, Proclaiming the Kingdom of God, on Amazon, found on Amazon, or you can buy it from me in person uh, to $10. So you can get the $10 uh, Proclaiming the Kingdom of God um, discount there on Amazon. It'll run from February 14th until March 14th. And so I hope that you will take a look at that. It's available in uh, paperback as well as Kindle form and would love to get your opinion on things and uh, hear back from you on that. And now back to our interview. What advice would you give to those who, who may feel called to bivocational ministry? Because you've been in full-time ministry, you've been in bivocational ministry, you have seen the the challenges on both sides of the spectrum, right? So, yes, so, sir. so what what practical advice would you give to those folks? Practical advice, no, number one: love the people and show it to them. Yeah, that's number one. Love the people, show you have a you know, that, that you care about them, and show it to them. Remember that you always got to keep that in perspective that God is first, your family comes second. Take time out to be with your family. Mm-hmm. Uh, pastor, date your wife, you know, uh, specific time. If something happens and you end up having a, a funeral that happens on the day that you plan to do something with your family, then make a second day. Go back mm-hmm. the next week and do two days instead of one. Mm-hmm. Let your family know that they are very important in what you do. Always deal with others with integrity. Um, follow your personal code of ethics. Make sure that, uh, you know, that, that you, that you follow that. Um, remembering that, um, uh, don't overpromise and underdeliver, and train your people. You know, people will let you be the one man show if you do oh, it. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Have people that you you get engaged. I had one situation where we had a video ministry that this this particular church and it's still going on today. It's in Calvary Baptist Church in Barnwell, South Carolina. When I was back there, and uh, previous pastor before I got there. Uh, didn't care about having a video VHS ministry. That was back in those days. Mm-hmm. And um, and um, Brother John Stevens, I don't mind telling his name, he's proud of that ministry, was one of my church members. And he said, I would like to do a video ministry that we can use for our, you know, for our shut-ins. Right. I said, absolutely. So we got him engaged in that. He got involved. He put up, you know, ended up getting four video cameras, putting that ministry up. That ministry is still operating today to where wow. uh, it's adapted and changed, but engaged him in that. Um, we find people out there that are just waiting to be asked to do something that can help you in what you do. Wow. And uh, and so I would say make sure, you know, love your people, show it, engage the congregation, visit people. If you don't show them you care about them, uh, they, they'll care more about your message. <laughs> you yeah, sure you care about that. That's right. And and then and realize, spend the time that you're prepared to preach on Sunday. Lay it out ahead of time. Try to stay at least um, in, in 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 my in my uh, preparation of sermon preparation. 
I try to stay at least two weeks ahead. Mm-hmm. And if something happens, then I don't, you know, our mercy takes place or, uh, and, and realizing those things are going to happen. That way you're not caught off guard and unprepared when you stand up to, to speak God's holy word. That's right. That's right. Very good. Those are, those are good things. So getting personal again, what has been your greatest challenge? I mean, it sounds like you got a bunch of plates spinning here. And uh, <laughs> so. Well, I am a, I am a multitasker. Yeah. And, and, and my biggest challenge is, is saying no. And I was going to say that last thing. Learn to say no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's hard to do sometimes right. because I care about people and I want to be in, in their life. But realizing, you know, that, uh, that Jesus himself, when he was on this earth, mm-hmm. uh, he, could, he couldn't, he was moved with compassion. Uh, you know, on all the multitudes that were out there. Uh, and so uh, I would say the biggest, biggest, biggest challenge is balance, making sure that you are able to cover those things that are important and realize you can't do it all. Mm-hmm. Just go ahead and realize you, if, you, if you put too many expectations on yourself, you'll end up with high stress, mm-hmm. high blood pressure. Um, you will... Uh, Many times I've seen young ministers and, and even senior ministers um, overburden themselves because they didn't pattern their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got to you've got to show balance, and 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 there's sometimes you just got to say no, I can't do that, and let somebody else step up to the plate and take that responsibility. Yeah. My two major, my two major, uh, the, the three major things in my life. Number one, be 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 the husband mm-hmm. and father. Number two, I've got to I've got to be prepared to preach God's word. That's right. Number three, I've got to be ready to speak, and and, and teach those students that are waiting each you know each time we have a class mm. to be able for me to do that. And number four, I've got to balance the, the administration. I'll say that would be the last one: balance administration across all those areas, mm-hmm. and make sure you get good people that you work with that are opposite what you are. Somebody that's better in one area than you are. There's nothing wrong with that. Right. Not everybody's going to be the same. <laughs> no, no, exactly. That's exactly right. And so, um, okay, personal question. Are, are you yes, are you one of these wonderful people that, that only needs like five and a half minutes of sleep a night? Or, or I mean, <laughs> that's, what, that's the vibe okay, I'm getting is you're one of these three hours a night kind of guy. Is about it. That's it. How, and, how much uh, you say? I've done that for years and years. If if I get nine or ten hours of sleep, I'm I'm no good to nobody. Right. So so eight hours? Would you say eight hours a night? Uh, do what? How many hours did you say you sleep a night? About seven. Seven. Okay. Seven. All right. Six or right. seven hours of sleep. Yes. That's that's. Uh, I, I can I can I can live with that. I've I've got friends in ministry. They 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 only need like three or four, and I just. I mean that's 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 a great nap in my opinion, but not not a night's sleep. Um, I understand, and uh, you know it. Uh, and, and and then one one other thing is, I would say, if you schedule vacations with your family, mm-hmm. take the vacations. Right. Don't you know? Take the time. Right. Um, get off. Relax. You know. Um, get your, allow yourself to to you know to to rekindle and recharge. And, and it's uh, expensive, but and, let and, me. And, and and then another thing in Bible vocational ministry, I would say, be careful who you trust with the interpersonal things right. of your life. Right. I'm another minister that's that, that that you can trust. Uh, I've seen it time and time again where um, pastors have gone and really got engaged with somebody in the congregation, mm. 
and then those are the very ones that 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 will end up causing your problems sometimes yeah is if you get too personal with those love them and you know uh, just like jesus said father forgive them for they know not what they do you don't want to have to say that right <laughs> but find a family find friends that you can have lifelong friends that you can trust in right and that you can confide in that are not in your church ministry and if you need if you need help finding one, talk to your DOM first, right? Because they're That's usually exactly right. good people. Not to toot my own horn. <laughs> talk to your um, yeah, talk to your Butterfly. AMS, your DOM, whatever Alphabet Soup your association calls them. Uh, frequently, there are people that just they love pastors. They love serving uh, churches and and ministers and and everything as far as that goes. So, uh, absolutely. Um, you 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 brought up something. Uh, about uh, balance in ministry and and about vacations, and I would just say, adding to that, sometimes getting away um, where you can't use your telephone is probably some of the best vacations. Not all those have to be expensive, but some of them are. So if you can get away to where you can't use your telephone, then um, people will understand, and uh, and and that way you can really. Um, I I I found out as a pastor. Uh, staycations really didn't work because uh, the whole church knew where I lived and would drive by it. And if I uh, if I wanted to stay home for a couple of days and not do much, then uh, they'd they'd find something for me to do. Um, Amen. And, and there's some and there's some good getaways now. I mean, uh, yeah. up in the Blue Ridge area, yeah, um, of, of of North Georgia. Uh, Teresa and I found a secluded cabin when it was our anniversary. Wow. And we spent the week there, and my phone didn't work. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So they knew that. I said, there's no, there's no service there. So. Right. Uh, and it was an old rusted cabin. We had to, it was heated by wood. I enjoyed it. it just, uh, we I just bet. had a ball. We had a great time. Sounds good. Uh, a chance great. to get away and to be together with each other and and uh, enjoy the time. So the, that gives you the opportunity to be rekindled. Well, Brother Byron, Pastor Byron, Byron, Doctor Byron, <laughs> Edens, Brother Byron, <laughs> <That's fine. laughs> we're we're so glad that you uh, were able to take the time to be on with us today, and uh, and, and just pray that uh, that God really does something great. As I I I really feel for our bivocational pastors who really want to to do, and a lot of them are good at self learning. Can we just be honest with that? I mean, a lot of them are, but I, I wasn't good at self-learning. So having a class with expectations and uh, a syllabus really helped me focus my attention to where I would actually get the work done. Uh, and so, and I know that some people are like that uh, because I'm like that. And, but um, anyway, thank you for being on today. Uh, God bless you for what's going on at, at Bruton Parker and you being a part of that and uh we certainly want to be in prayer for that. And uh, I'm sure Bruton Parker also has some great scholarships for students in our uh, Georgia Baptist churches. Yes. Uh, and uh, so if a pastor has a student that's interested in going to Bruton Parker, uh, because they have more than just ministry degrees, right? They've got degrees yes, in oh, criminal yes, justice. Have, and We have many, many degrees now. Again, in the undergraduate program uh, in online learning, we have a, a, a Bachelor of Criminal Justice. I have a Bachelor of Psychology, got a Bachelor of Business, 
And we also offer for those post-certified uh, law enforcement officers who want to get their education, they can get up to 30 hours of credit for their post or their BLT or their BLET called the basic law enforcement training. Hmm. If they have that, in other words, if they can carry a gun in a, in a police department, in a law enforcement agency in Georgia or anywhere anywhere in the, in the continental United States as well, they can get their, they can get their post-certification counts for 30 hours of their, can count up to 30 hours of their undergraduate degree. So that's wow. a big challenge and a big help for them. Yeah, yeah. So we, we also have on the campus and only online, we have a new nursing program as well. And um, we're um, and we're excited about about that. We have um, we have just a multiplicity of degrees. And if you um, you know if you go to go to apply uh, online, uh, my administrative assistant is is Diane Sextant, and she'll work directly with you as well. And so and my email address is bedens at bpc.edu, and I'll be happy to email someone. Any information that we've got on our college, as well as direct them to the website. That's Wonderful. B Edens, B E D E N S, at bpc.edu. Very good. Well, brother, I hope you have a wonderful day. We look forward to seeing you uh, this Saturday at Trainuary. And thank that you. sounds good, brother. And huh. thank you for the opportunity to share today. Yes, sir. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs> what a great interview! And we hope to hear from you and see you next time.